0: Romans chapter 5. You say, what's a radio sermon? That's where you just pull the plug on it when you know uh, your time's up. Amen. You say, when's your time up? When I think you've had all you can stand. All right. Amen. Just a few moments tonight. i give you a thought at Romans chapter 5 and verse number 6. The Bible said, From we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you tonight for the sweet spirit we felt in this place, for every song that's been sung. Thank you for the testimonies that's been given. And I pray now that you'll bless these next few moments, the reading of thy word and speak to our hearts and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. You know, I know this passage is one that is familiar to all of us but it contains one of the greatest truths, I think, about the cross and all the word of God. In this text, the Bible he says in verse number eight, but God commendeth his love toward us. And that word commendeth means that God displayed, he demonstrated his love toward us. And when I think about Calvary, I think about Calvary is a place of punishment and it is a place of pressure and it's a place of pain and many other things that we've talked about Calvary being. It's a place of, of peace and, and just as we talked about this morning, it's a place of provision. But I don't want us to forget this morning, this evening that Calvary is a place of passion, amen? For the greatest uh, demonstration of love that could ever be put on display was put on display at Calvary. When we think about the Father and his love for us, we have to go to the cross of Calvary. When we think about the Son and his love for us, we have to look to the cross of Calvary. When we think about how much we should love the Father, we have to think about the cross of Calvary. When we think about how much we should love the Son, we have to go back to the cross and think about Calvary. Calvary is the place where God proved his love and his devotion and his commitment to us and Calvary is also the place where we as Christians prove our love and our devotion and our commitment to the Father and to the Son. We're to crucify this flesh uh, just as the Son of God was crucified for you and I. And Calvary is the place of passion. Calvary is the place of compassion. The only way that you and I can ever show compassion, real compassion on others uh, is because and if we've been to Calvary. Amen? When you've been to Calvary free, it changes your whole focus Uh, it creates a desire in your heart that was not there you see there was a time in my life and there was a time in yours when I really didn't love God you say well I grew up in church and I love the things of God yeah but if you've never been to Calvary you really don't know what real love is all about for the Bible said the love of God in this same chapter is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost uh, which is given unto us Uh, what I want to say tonight is this, that whenever an individual gets saved, God puts a desire in their heart for the things of God like there never was before. You know why? Because Calvary is a place of passion. Amen? In these verses tonight, when we think about the love of God, Calvary is displayed. And it tells us about God's love. In verse number six, it tells us that the love of God is unconditional. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for us. Hey, it is uh, an unconditional love. It's an unconditional passion. Uh, the fact that Jesus would love somebody like me and love somebody like you enough uh, that He would love us when we were yet without strength. Amen. When we were without any ability, when we could not do anything for ourselves, uh, when we could not help ourselves. Uh, we had no physical strength, uh, we had no spiritual strength, uh, and we had no mental strength. Uh, I mean, we were just without strength. Amen. We had no physical strength uh, because our body was decaying, amen? Uh, That's what this flesh is. Uh, A man's body is forever dying and decaying in this world. Uh, We have no spiritual strength uh, uh, because our spirit was dead, amen? When Adam sinned in the garden, his body began to decay. His spirit immediately became dead and we were without strength just like Adam because our mind was darkened, amen? We did not know the things of God of God for we were yet without strength uh, I want to tell you before God created us uh, before we knew God and before God brought us into this world I'm glad that he loved us with a passion I'm glad he looked ahead of time uh, and he saw me a sinner and he saw you a sinner and he saw every sinner didn't he A uh, Calvary is a place uh, that reveals uh, the unconditional passion of God amen God loves us and he loved us in spite of us. He loved us, my friend, before that we knew him. He loved us before that we were saved. God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When I think about Calvary, the place of passion, I think about the unconditional love of God, how that God didn't just love some sinners, but he loves every sinner. He loves every sinner that's ever been born. He loves every sinner that ever was will be poor it does not matter if you're a big sinner or a little sinner or if you're a rich sinner or a poor sinner God loves every sinner for the Bible said for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and the love of God the passion of the cross is that God's love is for everybody thank God, I'm glad it's not just for some. He didn't listen. He didn't designate some to go to heaven and some to go to hell. But God, uh, I didn't choose some to go to heaven and some to go to hell. That's the most damnable doctrine. Amen? I do not believe that because the Bible does not teach that. The Bible teaches for a, a whosoever will gospel. For whosoever, that means anybody, you can't slice it any other way. For whosoever shall call upon in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what your creed uh, or what your background is. Uh, it doesn't matter which side of the track you came from. Uh, it doesn't matter what you've done in your life. Uh, it doesn't matter how many blunders and how many mistakes. Uh, it doesn't matter how many people rejected you. Uh, it doesn't matter how much sin you've committed uh, where sin doth abound. Uh, grace doth much more abound. Uh, you know why there's grace? Uh, because God loves us uh, unconditionally as the preacher said the other night, uh, we can't do anything to make God love us anymore. And hallelujah, we can't do anything to make him love us any less. Uh, uh, Calvary, the place of passion, it is an unconditional love, amen. Then I notice in verse number seven, it is not only an unconditional passion, but it is an incomparable passion. An incomparable passion for scarcely, for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. When you think about the passion that we see at Calvary, The passion that God would love man enough that he would give the only begotten son that he has. The passion that Christ uh, would love man enough that he would be willing to give his life for uh, a ransom for many, for all to be saved. Uh, It shows us uh, that that love uh, supersedes and that passion supersedes any other passion that this world has ever known. Uh, My friend, as she sang a while ago, he is the greatest friend that this world has ever known ever known the world crucified, the Son of God, the Lord of glory, but I want to tell you he loved every one of them, and he still loves every one of them. There's not a soul in hell right now that what God does is still love them as much now as he did when they was on this earth. For God's love is an everlasting love. He told the nation of Israel, yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love, and the love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. The songwriter said it goes beyond the highest star and reaches down to the lowest hell. I'm telling you, friend, you'll never go so low that you'll get lower than the love of God. God loves you enough. He'll lift you out of the dung hills of this world. He'll set you up out of the pits of this world. He'll pick you up when you're falling. He'll hunt you down in a way howling wilderness. He'll find you. Thank God on the auction block of sin. He'll bankrupt heaven for that's exactly what he did because he loves us hallelujah man's vocabulary and man's intellect can never even come close to exhaust or to express how much god loves us do you realize tonight you would never doubt your salvation again if you could just get a hold of just a thimble of how much God loves you. Do you know tonight there's not a father and there's not a mother in this building that what you wouldn't do anything and everything for your children. Is that true tonight? I don't care how, how many mistakes they make. I don't care what they do in life. You may not agree with the things they do. You may not accept the things that you do and I understand that. I'm telling you tonight if you're a real mother and if you're a real father I'm telling you if your children wish to cry out to you I don't care how wicked of a life they've lived I don't care how many times they've broken your heart they may have trampled you they may have trampled listen they may have wiped their feet on you And I, but I'll tell you if they called you in the middle of the night listen you'd move heaven and earth you'd listen empty out everything out of your bank account to get to where they are you know what that is you wouldn't just us do that for anybody. But there's a love, there's a passion that God puts inside of every father and every mother that it's just not, you just can't explain it. But you'll do anything to run to their rescue and run to their aid. I say if that's true about us, how much more is our father willing to run to our rescue? He's willing to run to our aid. You say, but I've been sorry and low down. We've all been sorry and low down. But I tell you, God loved us. He loved us when we were sorry and low down he'll still love us when we're sorry and low down you say but I've made so many mistakes hey God loved you when you wasn't nothing but a mistake but he loved you anyway I'm glad thank God tonight there is mercy with the Lord there is grace there is love there is forgiveness there is kindness there is help there is comfort there is aid why because of the passion of the cross tonight But God commendeth his love. He told us that he loved us. But at Calvary, he showed us he loved us. The love of God. Is unconditional. The passion, Calvary, the place of passion, it is unconditional. Calvary, when it talks about the place of passion, it's incomparable. And then I wanna say Calvary, this place of passion. Verse number eight tells us it's unforgettable. But God commendeth his love toward us. It's it's amazing that God would even love somebody like me and you. But he didn't just love us. He showed us. And he didn't, the Bible said that he commended his love toward us. Notice this. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I want to say the passion of Calvary in this text can be seen in the sinner in verse number six from when we were yet without strength. It can be seen in the Savior in verse six. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. It can be seen in our sovereign creator, but God, in verse 8, commendeth his love toward us but it can be seen in the sacrifice. As he said, while we were yet sinners again, Christ died for us. I'm glad that Jesus died for the ungodly, aren't you? Because that was me and that was you. I'm glad he didn't just come to call the righteous, but he said, I've come to call sinners to repentance. You see, brother George, I'd have never fallen in the category of the righteous. Amen. For all of my righteousness uh, is filthy rags. If he'd have come for those that were good, I'd have never fallen in the category category of goodness. If he'd a comfort for those that claim to be holy, I'd have never fallen in that category. But when Jesus said, I've not come to call the righteous, but I've come to call sinners to repentance, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I can raise my hand tonight and say I'm a candidate. I fall in that category. i tell you what you're looking at tonight. I'm just an old sinner that's been saved by the grace of God. There's nothing special about me today. There's nothing good about me. There's nothing righteous about me. There's nothing honorable about me except the fact that I've been to Calvary. I've met the master. I've seen the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to know tonight that God's passion, his love for us, it's unforgettable. I want to tell you what we should all do this preacher included, is never let a day go by that we don't go by the cross. You say, how do you do that? You get on your knees and say, Lord, thank you for Calvary. Thank you for your son. Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for letting me hear the gospel. Thank you for letting me get under conviction and get saved. Lord, thank you for a King James Bible and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for a church and, a, and the people of God and fellowship and a place to come and worship. That's how it's just going back to Calvary. Thank you for the, for the droppings of Calvary, the blood that ran down that cross. And thank you for the piercings of Calvary. Lord, thank you for those seven sayings on the cross. Uh, Lord, thank you for giving your life uh, a ransom for many. Oh, listen, go back to Calvary every day. It ought to be real. It ought to be fresh. It ought to be good. Uh, I tell you, it'll make a difference in your day. It'll make a difference in your week. Uh, it'll make a difference in your worship. Amen. You go to Calvary every day. Uh, you'll come to church ready to go to church. Amen. Uh, uh, listen, you go to Calvary every day. You want to tell somebody else about the cross. Why? Because the passion of the cross uh, it is unforgettable. Amen. I want to say this in closing tonight. When you think about the cross, I said that Calvary was the place of passion because. It's the place where God demonstrated his love, his devotion, and his commitment to us. And tonight, that's what Calvary ought to bring out of all of our life. It ought to bring those same three things that we find in our Savior. Our Savior ought to find them in us. You know what God wants out of our life tonight? This is what he wants. He wants love. He wants our love. You imagine that God would want our love. He wants us to love him back. God don't want a bunch of penance and he don't want a bunch of works. And God don't want a bunch of uh, a bunch of accolades. He wants our love. You take your spouse. Your spouse desires your love more than anything. You can buy Your spouse, a a diamond ring. Your wife, nothing wrong with mine, your wife, a diamond ring. But more than a diamond ring, she wants your love. You can buy a big house, you can buy nice automobiles, you can provide a good life. But she wants your love. She wants your devotion. He wants your commitment. That's what God wants tonight. I want to tell you, the message of salvation would mean nothing to us tonight if it wasn't for Calvary because Calvary reveals those things. I know, would you agree with this tonight? I know God loved me. I know that God still loves me and I know that he'll always love me because of Calvary. He proved his love at the cross and I think tonight what God is looking for in our life is not a bunch of empty words that just says, I love you. But He wants our love and our devotion and our commitment.